Hello and welcome to a morning for me, but it's what time is it over there? Because I'm speaking to. Okay, so what? What? what which name do you got? Because uh, by Twitter you go by. Uh, uh, was it? <laughs> I'll say. Chingeto. Yeah, Chingeto. <laughs> but on here it's like Ru Rufario or which which name are you? Alright, um, my name is Rufaro Chengeto, but I'm using the name my dad gave me, which is Chengeto. Okay, okay. So it's my middle name, but it's the one I'm using for my poetry. Yeah, and that is basically your profession, right? You're a uh, poet uh, down in uh, Zimbabwe, Africa, and also a top tier, I should add. I mean, you just recently got into a uh, music festival, I believe, or you were number one, which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like the first chosen poet. Like, um, they approached me like, I think about two months ago. What what happened is they were actually looking for photographers. So I tagged some Zimbabwean photographers. And I'm like, hey guys, you know, your chance to be in a festival. And then um, I sent a tweet and I'm like, if you're ever looking for a poet though, I'm here. <laughs> and then they responded and they're like, yeah, we are actually send us um, a poem of yours, your portfolio, blah, blah, blah. And we'll get back to you. So then there was a whole voting process thing that went on. And a couple of people voted. Um, actually, quite a lot of people voted. And yeah, then they got back to me and I was like, yay. That's great. I made mean, it. Yeah, I mean, you do have also a book out too. I mean, on your Twitter page, you have a link to Amazon and that book called Deja Vu. And I guess that, uh, you know, a lot of people checked out that book. and Or at least, do you have any other places you put your uh, poets on? Or is it just Amazon? Um, Amazon is weird because I self-publish with Amazon. I don't go through a publishing house or anything mainly because I wanted um, rights to my book. And I've heard so many stories of different writers having to kind of change things, like being told, oh, no, this won't do, this won't do. And um, as stubborn as this may sound, I was like, I don't want my work changed. If this is my poem and it's a letter to my dad, I don't want it changed for sales or whatever you call it. It needs to stay as it is, which is why I chose Amazon. So currently it's only on Amazon, but for people in Zim, Zimbabwe, they can buy it from me. And then if you're not in Zim, you can gift somebody, you can whatever. It's kind of easier if you're actually out of Zimbabwe because it's like, um, for Zimbabwe, it's like, if someone wanted to order my book from here on Amazon, right? Yeah. The book is 10 bucks. And then Amazon tells you $83 shipping. <laughs> that is a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think it's mainly because we're a landlocked country, so we don't have seaports or anything like that, because it's, if I was to send it to South Africa or Mozambique or even Tanzania, it would be way cheaper like way way cheaper than sending in here so um that is probably a hurdle that i've had to face but the good thing is is that there are so many people worldwide that can get the book and your shipping charges aren't insane because also you're in functioning countries as well because if it comes here then you know we have the whole duty and tax thing and they just add what they want to add which is ridiculous 
So um, that's why I ended up bringing my books and I brought them through a courier in the UK. It was cheaper for me to order a ton of books, um, deliver them to the address in the UK and then send it here than it would be for me to order the same amount and bring it direct from Amazon to me. And also as um, the author, I get to order at the printing cost. So I don't buy the book at $10. I can buy it at the printing cost. So it's easier for me to bring the books. Have you uh, also put it on Kindle? Because that's a thing. There's also ebooks. That's a... Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah it, um, there is an ebook version. So for those who use the... Um, what's that thing called? Kindle. Where, Kindle, yeah, like yeah. where you pay per month and then you can read whatever book you want to read. Yeah. So people can read it through there. Um, and yeah, or buy it as an ebook. Because I made sure I put both both options because some people like reading from their Kindle or their phone or their laptop as opposed to an actual paperback. Yeah. Well, what is uh, Deja Vu about anyway for you know, people who don't know? All right, Deja Vu, first of all, it's like, it's a compilation of poems, but it's poems where I want you to have a sense of this has, I've experienced this before. Or if you haven't, when you do, you'll be like, wait, I read a poem by that African chick <laughs> called Chengisho that spoke to this. So it's like, um, it has five chapters. Letters to my father is the first chapter. Um, and then there is telepathy between hearts, which is all love and stuff. And then um, there's the other side of happy, which is about my own issues with depression, self-love, anxiety, ETC. Um, then there's uh, fall in love with yourself, which is just basically kind of self-love and falling in love with yourself. And then the last one is letters to myself, things I've written to myself when I'm at my happiest and at my lowest. So it covers, the book itself covers from depression to grief, to love, to heartbreak, everything in between. <laughs> it's basically just life. So um, for me, it's like the name Deja Vu came because I used to send these poems to friends and sometimes strangers. Because some friends would be like, oh, this person lost her dad recently and I was telling her you write poetry and I think may, perhaps your poets, your poems could help her. And then I'd send the poem and the person would be like, thank you for saying what I can't like articulate, like it's in my head, but I didn't have the words to say it. And it's so weird because you're talking about your dad, but I feel like you're talking about mine. And, you know, so it's just... The book itself, I just want you to feel a sense of a connection, like I felt this, or I am feeling this. So you wrote an entire novel just based off of your feelings, or things that you know you're currently experiencing or you have experienced in the past. That is very powerful. I mean, I'm sure that probably took a lot to even write those out, because I mean, you know, a lot of people go through mental all different types of mental health issues and you know some people feel confident to talk about it to everybody and then some people don't and that's perfectly fine but i mean the fact that you kind of put all your feelings into a book just kind of speaks of the passion of it um i mean, I mean that, that's very inspiring 
Yeah, it's also kind of how I I write in a sense. Like um, some of the poems are actually what friends were going through, but if it was a very strong emotion and I am connected to you like that, I will write. So let's just say you come to me and you are well, super, I'm all the way in America. You... <laughs> I mean, I, mean like, I would love to someday, but I mean, I'd, I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere in a, in a, in a, in the, in the country zone in Texas, uh, it's next to cows and old white people. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I write based off emotion. It's just, if I'm feeling angry, sad, happy, whatever, emotion of myself or those close to me. And when I write it, like it comes like pretty quickly. So it's one of those things of if, I also write if you say something like let's just say we're talking and then like one of my poems Wait, is about a, um, a vibe and then perhaps oh. you say something like a sentence okay. and that sentence sparks some you know creativity i'll like jot down a poem quickly and then look at it later to fix grammar and add in words and whatever but like um I usually write in like five to ten minutes because I literally just keep quiet and I just get on my phone or whatever it is that I can write, quickly write, and then be like, okay, you can continue talking now. <laughs> yeah. So like everybody who knows me now knows that like if I just go quiet and I'm on my phone, they're like, just leave her alone. She's writing something. I apologize. For a second, I thought you said when we were twerking. I was like, what? And then I realized, <laughs> no, you meant working. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, that, yeah, that could be something to write about. I haven't received any inspiration from that. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Hey, you know what? There are adult writers out there. So, I mean, hey. You... Yeah, yeah, I actually do write um, adult-like poems. But I'm still trying to decide what I want in my second book because it's like I've got these two very strong things. Like, there's one that is... um. Because people literally requested an over 18 poetry book. Holy <laughs> and I was crud. like, you dirty girl. But okay, right? So <laughs> there's that. And then I also have another one of trying to tell the story of Zimbabwe slash Africa through poetry and words. Yeah. Like, kind of like, which is the soul of the Forgotten Queen series. So I kind of release the poems like once in a while because I don't want people to have all the poems. But it's like um, Africa in itself is such a diverse continent. Yeah. So when I say slash Africa, I just mean like, you know, the fact that we have just the different beautiful cultures and stuff like that going on. Yeah. But I would talk from a Zimbabwean point of view, Yeah. you know, but maybe I'll inspire somebody who's in Ivory Coast to write some poetry or stories dating back to their own culture. I mean, that is definitely awesome because, I mean, I I love learning about, you know, other places in the world, uh, even though I'm, we're kind of, you know, living in a, in a place where, I mean, right now we have two houses we're trying to switch through, but uh, I mean, it also goes also the pandemic. I mean, I'm sure over in Africa, you guys are dealing with COVID-19 as well, and uh, that that's, that's probably... Uh, if, I mean, I don't know if that's affected you as a, a writer, but I'm sure as far as you wanting to go out to places, uh, yeah. I mean, how's how's that even going from over there? Like, how are you guys are dealing with uh, the virus that the whole entire world is? Um, 
to be honest, like, I'm pretty sure you've seen if you actually listen to African people discussing politics at any point in time, we have the most shysty leaders on this earth. We really do. Because most of the times they just care about themselves. And um, the funny thing is, um, I'm sure you know, like, for Zim, we got our independence in 1980. We literally had to fight, like, guerrilla warfare just to get the country. And my parents both fought in the war, actually. And my dad would always say, before he died, he would always say, I didn't fight for this. I didn't fight for, you know, my children to not be able to get a job properly. I didn't fight for people's children to have engineering master's degrees, but you're selling tomatoes on the side of the street. So that gives you the background on how they're dealing with it, which is basically not well. First of all, nobody believes the figures they give us. We really don't. We like really don't because they lie and doctor like everything. And um, nurses and doctors are going on strike because they basically get paid like 30 US dollars a month. Wow. That if is... you convert it from the Zimbabwean bond, which is the Zimbabwean dollar, the way they like to put it. So like here, there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of anger. <laughs> there's a lot of anger actually and discontent and people are kind of, it's the NGOs or like, the Rotaract clubs or stuff like that that are actually helping the less fortunate because they don't have the money to be buying masks and stuff. So um, we're trying to cope. And I wrote one on I wrote, yeah, I wrote one on Corona because somebody that I knew from high school um, passed away because of it. But it was also because of the lack of proper treatment that he should have gotten, but he didn't. And that affected me greatly because he had such a bright future. He was such a bright person and um, he had had an issue and he contracted the virus because he came back from New York and he perhaps would have been alive had he been given the treatment his family was begging for. And they had this one place that they were taking everybody and his parents just basically said, can we just take him to a private place where they have vent where they actually have ventilators and stuff like that, you know? And they weren't allowed to. And yeah, that really, really, really affected me because I was just like, such a bright young lad is gone all because of negligence. So that's probably how I can best explain what's happening in Zim. I won't speak for the rest of Africa. Um, some countries probably have better medical i'm not sure and i'm not sure if they if their governments are doctoring the numbers or not um but in terms of zimbabwe it's it's a bit of a the numbers are increasing and some people aren't taking it seriously the same way some people in america are not taking it seriously because unfortunately you guys are prominently in the news because you're such a big country. So everyone would be like, yo, New York has like 100,000 cases because that's just spread out everywhere. And nobody ever actually focuses on the other smaller countries and what they're kind of going through. But I think every everyone is kind of failing, except for New Zealand, though. Props to New Zealand. They fixed it. Yeah, that's... I, I mean, another thing is I have a friend from the Netherlands and she would tell me that yeah there are some people kind of just screwing around not really taking it too seriously but 
they are fine compared to here in America, where we uh, have a bunch of nut jobs running the place, uh, and you know, not not really um, taking right action on you know a lot of issues. I mean, including COVID nineteen, our hospitals are already a hundred percent capacity, and you know, the the infection and deaths go up. I even have friends of mine who are currently going through COVID-19. So it's, yeah, I, and I still see people just not taking it seriously, gonna go out there and party. And I just look at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. People are literally, people are literally having parties, like pool parties, going to clubs. And I'm just there like, guys, are you not like, I like breathing. Hey, and I like breathing properly. <laughs> Yeah, one of my best friends, uh, she wanted to do a social distance picnic, and I'm I'm so cautious about this virus that I don't even want to take that chance because uh, she is at high risk, and I mean, according to recent reports, I also could be at high risk, so I don't I don't really want to take those chances. I know people say, hey, you want you got to move on, got to move forward with life. I'm like I. I'm not moving on until this virus goes down, until we have a vaccine or something like that. And no one's... Yeah. I mean, people are... are the Our government is trying to respond to it, like, late in the game. And, I mean, someday I would say things will get better. But, I mean, at the moment, I'm not counting on anything in 2020 uh, as far as this whole thing recovering. But, I mean, hey, you know what? I guess we're, we're all in this, so... Uh, I mean, and then the other big issue, which is a big, I mean, one big motivation for me to do this of, uh, you know, talk to wonderful people like you of color, you know, racism is all out in, in America. And uh, I, I mean, I, I've, I've said, I've made two recordings of how to support Black Lives Matter at home, where I, I just expect just bent out my frustration on this i mean yes i am white but a lot of the friends have made me the way i am they are of color uh, or black hispanic asian and i just don't really like how they're being treated and so i mean if it makes you feel any better we got terrible people over here too we got a leader that tried to call the military on peaceful protesters so i don't i don't think we're we're in a good spot either but yeah yeah and apparently um now for international students if if studying is going to be online they have to go home yeah yeah that's or or what yeah yeah. it's 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 a bit of a mess it's a bit of a mess i think right now like the world just has a lot of shitty leaders yeah in general because i know that the brazilian president who said corona was just a joke and everybody's just a big baby and business can go on as usual and now has corona <laughs> so i'm like yeah karma yeah yeah i mean i that that was my hope is 2021 i i don't know i'm trying to that's the thing is i, I always try to stay optimistic i even host like zoom parties for friends to just have fun for an evening just to get away from stress but yeah. I, yeah, that's the thing is I'm still going through college for just two more semesters and I have a feeling they're going to shut their doors and have this be online, which I mean, 
is fine. That is the safest way to do. But I mean, yeah, that also for the international students. And then for people who are working at the colleges, I don't know what will happen there. Some happen. can work from home, but some, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot to deal with. And I think um, a lot of people have had to actually just, a lot of people have realized that mental health is very fragile during this time, especially during the lockdown when, yeah, you couldn't go anywhere and perhaps you lived alone, or even if you live as a family, you just realize the importance of peace and space and solitude. And then if you live alone, you realize the importance of people. <laughs> even the friend that you only want to see once a month, you're probably there like, oh my gosh, can I just please, please? Because it's it's taken a toll on everybody globally, mentally. Worse off the people who are in the medical sector actually helping um, patients that have corona because I think it's a lot, especially when they die. Because I know doctors and nurses have dealt with patients that have died, but not on a grand scale like this. No, no. Th this took everybody uh, by storm. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope. I, people are working on vaccines. I mean, I don't know when they'll come in. They they say sometime next year. I don't know. I'm I'm just hoping something good happens. That's what I keep that in mind in, in my head because I I you know this yeah. I mean the good thing if I would say anything good is that it's also given us other ways to stay connected. A lot of people you know take advantage of Zoom. Uh, there are some businesses that are doing these straight to home or uh, hey you can work from home um there are businesses independent businesses that require i mean that they base or they uh base their sales and everything solely on online and now people are stuck at home and you know shopping online there's also that too i mean yeah there's, yeah. there's always like a silver lining so to speak um for for some people like for some people it's tough but for others it's like yay finally my breakthrough <laughs> you know this is the time they get to cement their business or whatever it is like you said because look at amazon it just made this guy richer because people you're at home there's really nothing to do um you're not going to work you're just working from home and you just see things it's 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 so easy to shop online when you're bored yeah that actually brings an interesting question though kind of going back to that festival you got number one and i mean how is how is that even going to run with COVID and everything is that going to go online or uh yeah what's going on with that um, I'm not sure they say they'll let people know closer to the time because it's like we're still in June and this festival's for twenty twenty one. Okay. So I guess there's there's that little bit of hope that twenty twenty one either there'll be a vaccination there or there'll be a new way to do festivals because you know people are very innovative. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean that's another thing is the festivals and conventions over here that have cancelled some of them and said, Hey, you know what, let's just go online, let's stream. I mean, a lot of film festivals are doing that. And so, I mean, and, and the interesting thing about that is those festivals that have gone online, I've talked to independent filmmakers and directors saying that 
their work has been noticed by more people than ever uh, than just having it be in person. So that festival might benefit from online for all we know, or maybe just stay going in person. But uh, that's that would be an interesting thing if when this is over, hopefully when this is over, you, there's a two-way to experience a festival, either show up in person or online. Uh, I mean, that's become a very big innovation for a lot of people is yeah. streaming. Definitely. I um, definitely I I agree with you. It's just like we just have to wait and see because it's literally like since January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, since January, it's like every month we go forward, it's like welcome to the next level of Jumanji. <laughs> you know, what does July have for us? Many years there's the freaking bubonic plague in Mongolia and you're like for freak's sake honestly but at least that one you can cure it with antibiotics like we know you can cure it yeah but apparently yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm just really proud of you you are such a beautiful lady with uh, this talent of poet and I actually seen you uh or you either you gave shout outs to other people or other people gave shout outs to you but i've uh, seen some other poets or some other writers i don't are you doing this thing where you're like helping other writers out because i i mean i i barely yeah. caught a tweet where there was another poet and you I, either you were talking about this poet or that poet was talking about you or so are you like uh you know clabbing with people online yeah it's something called um wordsmith wednesdays that i started last week i've been thinking about it for a while because um unfortunately when i was starting off with poetry i as in starting off posting and everything and even with my book i did not have help i literally probably only had one person who told me probably how to self-publish the book like she gave me the link and told me what to do and etc and did help along the way and then i have obviously my friends supporting me um, one who has self-published before, well, actually two, and they were just there like, you know, you need to market, 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 blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's like, um, no one gives you the space. No one gives you the time because you're not known yet. And I think that's a bit of a problem from my perspective. I'm speaking from my perspective in case any Zimbabweans listen to this and start saying, yeah. it's from my, my perspective. I even, I, I remember there was some poetry slam live thing that my friend sent me. And, you know, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, I'd like to apply. How do you apply? So the way they advertised it, they advertised like they still had slots open. And they're like, the, the people are, are already pre-selected and they're pre-selected by these people. And then I send them a DM and they don't even bother responding, but they open. And I'm like, okay. So it's like, you know, like nobody is there to help you, is how I felt. The only support I had were my friends. And in the random time, strangers would see my poetry. So I was like, um, and this had been ongoing since like last year. So then this year I was like, hey, I've been the underdog before. Like, yeah, I'm getting like um, attention now, but there was a time I wasn't getting it at all. So I'm like, let me push other people, other poets and other, yeah, like people who write, let me, you know, 
push them on my platform. So I do it on my Facebook, my Instagram, and my Twitter. So like on my Facebook, I think I'm nearly on a thousand likes, which is like a big deal for me. Like I'm doing like a counting down. I'm like, I, I think I'm like on 944. I'm like, yes, keep going. And then um, Instagram, I think I got like 400. Twitter, I got 400. So it's like, I just put them on my platform because I know what it feels like to have nobody appreciate your work, but you know, it's nice work. So it's something I started to actually, it's something I put into effect last week. So like moving forward, I'm just going to have like every Wednesday, random person. And the funny thing is when I did the first one, I got so many inboxes and so many DMs of, are you going to be doing this every week? I've got my work, but nobody ever notices it. Can you please have a look at it and stuff like that? If I need to give advice, I do. If I don't, I just give my honest opinion on the poem and then I let them know and they can be like slotted in. So like for my Wednesdays for July and August, I'm actually booked with people every Wednesday posting their stuff because they're just so happy to have a platform to speak on and they don't know how to start. And I think that's probably something I'll probably take with me and, you know, help out because I wish somebody had helped me. <laughs> so if I can help somebody else who's like, I wish somebody could help me, then, you know, there's enough room for everybody. My poetry is different from somebody else's. We can both feel nice with reading someone else's poem and reading mine. And I mean, for me, it's not a competition. No, I mean, when you kind of put yourself online, it, it is almost like a big wasteland because there are millions and millions of people on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But those are three big platforms to advertise yourself. So, I mean, you got the, the hashtags and, yeah, following people. Sometimes they'll look at your stuff and be like, hey, I'll follow that person. Or as you're doing right now, yeah. uh, every Wednesday just tagging them and you know, talking about their work. They, I mean, that's a, a way to keep connected with people. And I think you're doing a really great job. I tried looking you up on Instagram and, or, or uh, Facebook. Uh, do you have like a different handle for those than the um, one on Twitter? My handle for Instagram and Facebook is at Chengeto May. Okay. So it's not my full surname, it's just May. Okay. That, yeah, so um, probably I have to change my Twitter handle so that everything is just uniform. <laughs> yeah. Good idea to do that. But yeah, Ch at Chingeto May is like my Instagram and my Facebook, so. Yeah, what what is probably, out of all uh, three of those uh, or, uh, social media platforms, and not only that, as a poet, there's also things like Pinterest. Uh, the, another uh, thing platform that writers use a lot or tumblr for that matter i mean there are plenty of social media platforms out there of all which do you think is the most effective for you um <clears throat> i actually can't i to be honest i can't pick one i mean i started on tumblr yeah uh because that was just strangers. <laughs> and it's just a stranger liking a thing or commenting or you're liking a stranger's thing. I just like the fact that we don't know each other, but we appreciate each other's art or work, um, depending on what I liked. Uh, Pinterest, I haven't yet gotten into it. My friend actually mentioned that last week, and she's like, you should get into Pinterest. 
So I'm like, okay, I'll look into how I can do that. So it's like each platform brings something different because it's like on Instagram, on Thursdays, I usually have Instagram lives. I'm not going to have one this week because I'm not really feeling well. Um, And I would rather give 100%. But Instagram, I do my lives. And when I do my lives, I'm interacting with people. And you find a lot of people be like, oh, I also feel this way or something like that. And it's a platform for me to also put these um, series that I'm trying to do because I'm also trying to get more into spoken word. So Instagram would also be a very good platform for that. Twitter is... I like it for its interactive base. However, the issue of you can't put a video longer than 45 seconds is a bit of an issue because if I have a spoken word video and it's, let's just say it's two to three minutes, I can't put it there. I have to link it to my Instagram or my Facebook. Um, And also the characters in the tweet. Yeah, which is why I just end up just posting an image because to have the to have it written out is sometimes a bit difficult because you have to figure out where to break the poem and I you know I just want you to receive it whole Facebook has allowed me to, to interact with a lot of young writers like people who are still in high school and they're like I write poetry but I don't know how to go about it you know and um, it's given me the fastest response in terms of growth so I think there are a lot of Zimbabweans on Facebook who really want to get into this writing. Um, and yeah, so I think each platform gives me something different and kind of gives me work to do. <laughs> and I'm also on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is more for... Um, I post my book on all of them, but it's more for my marketing because like i do marketing by day (laughs) i'm a marketing officer like by profession so i type things based on marketing but um i'm also going to be writing on my blog about perhaps my not perhaps my experiences with self-publishing how to go about it how i felt in terms of support and stuff like that so i think they all sync with each other because some of your supporters aren't on one platform like if I stuck to Twitter, I wouldn't find the supporters that are there or people that like poetry on Instagram or Facebook, you know. So have to make sure that they all feel this. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a website to like combine all this together or a link tree as they call it? Yeah, um, I've got it's chingetomei.com. I think. It went live last week so i've got a post i'll be posting at least once a week because i've got a lot of things that i do so i'll be posting at least once a week so um this week's post probably be going up today or tomorrow depends i need to, I need to figure out the best day to do that but yeah that one has a link to everything as well i mean get better first i mean if you're not feeling 100 percent, that's your health is very important i mean i need yeah to see all that. I mean, I, I also saw like yesterday you're looking for someone to give you lunch too. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes because sometimes it actually works. Like you just post a flyer and you're like, does anybody want to feed me? And then surprisingly, you find somebody who just sends you money and goes, okay. Or the people come and they say, someone's already paid for your lunch. And I'm like, you beautiful people out there. <laughs> well, it, uh, that's really 
Awesome. I mean, I hopefully you're still, uh, I mean, being or fed well. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know if that, if the, that tweet is meant for just like a, a joke or like it's, you know, a thing that you're trying to be able to do or something. Nah, sometimes it's as a joke, sometimes yeah. it's not. Because I've noticed like on Twitter, some people be like, they're those really lucky people who be like, oh, I wish I had enough money to buy a MacBook. And then somebody just donates the whole money for a freaking MacBook. Yeah. You're like, wow, you lucky bugger. Yeah. Is that a dog? Oh, yeah, I've got two dogs. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I got a cat, but she's out of this room right now. She, when she comes in to interrupt my recording, she'll feel like it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, pets are... Pets are a uh, good, uh, you know, animal to keep you company, especially at these times. And they can also be a lot of work, so there's two ways in that. But Yeah, uh, they're, they're outside because you're soaking up the sun because it's winter, so they're soaking up the sun. The one that you hear barking is the younger one. He's very active, so he's always, like, running around the yard and... Yeah. Yeah, just like I mean, that's my cat. My cat is an orange tabby, and that's the type of breed that is just super hyperactive. Because normally you think cats are lazy and they don't really do anything, but my my cat wakes up and just does a marathon around the house, and uh, just, <laughs> she's super crazy. But I, I adore her. Anyway, um, I'll I'll say uh, one thing. What uh, what what uh. What about your job as a mark or a uh, you know a marketing professional helps you as also an author? Because I mean that's something where those two things could probably work together. Yeah, um, I've always had a thing with words, had a way with words, and a thing with words, and I'm I've always been more of a creative than I have been a technical or a thing or a numbers person. So. Um, a lot of my job, especially on social media, requires me to captions. You know, like people think that somebody just puts up a caption because they just think about it that day. But most of the times you've done a content calendar for this and you literally have to pre-think of captions for a month or two or three, depending on the directive you get. So imagine like if you have something like a travel Tuesday, like when it comes to tourism and stuff like that, this Travel Tuesday, you have to think about Travel Tuesday for three months, which is like four a month. And then you have to think about captions. What are you going to say that's engaging? So I think that helps me in kind of like, you know, pushing me on my box when it comes with words. And sometimes it inspires me because I write something that I find funny or something like that. Then it's, I turn around and write a poem because perhaps I got my creativity flowing. So, because usually when I'm doing like my work, I'm usually in a zone. I don't like to be disturbed. If I'm disturbed, then my train of thought just cuts off and now I have to wait again, which is the same thing with my poetry. If I'm disturbed, I will never finish that poem. I've never finished a poem that I've been that's been left in half i just it just stays there because the creativity that was there at that time has just gone so i've been trying to like um strengthen that in a sense because i mean 
keeping myself creative in my workspace helps me in my poetry space because you know you open your mind a bit and also when you're reading and studying the various things it it helps in its own way i also read a lot so yeah reading also helps me because i try to read a book a month and um this month it's the book of dave like you know a demented cab driver had letters and his grandson finds them like years later and it's all crazy and stuff so that also helps because it's like you know thinking out the box what about i'm and how i don't think i've mentioned this to authors that much but what about the uh audio reads like uh, people doing those read-alongs is that something you're interested in or you know uh, interested in as for someone to do that with uh, your book or uh, I mean that, that's the funny thing you know. is um my friend he's called Simba he's a creative I can't even put him down as a poet he's a poet a screenwriter a videographer like he's just a creative yeah. and he was actually the one who was like you need to start doing video start doing video start doing spoken word where you actually sit in front and you recite your thing you just you know you mesh up and you make your video and stuff like that because that could lead you that could open an avenue to other things including having an audiobook he's like it would probably be nice for you to have an audiobook where you are you know speaking and people can feel whatever emotion was meant to be behind that particular poem yeah i mean that is there there's like three ways to you know read now i mean you just of course the the old-fashioned way of just kind of opening up a paper book but now i mean you got reading online and now well actually this has been for a while i would say i mean i remember those tapes back in the 80s or 90 i mean 90s i'd say i was born midway in the 90s so i was around the 80s but there were the be these tapes that you can put in it would just be some actor actress or just voice talent of some sort and they would just be you know reading with almost like a almost like putting on a performance while just citing the lines from those books and that would be i mean i mean that's totally up to you but if that's something you feel like also kind of works in, in uh, cooperation with the, the stories that you make but uh i mean you know whatever gets your voice out there gets your words out there i mean that is great i mean especially yeah. self-publishing on amazon allowing people to check out your work uh that i mean i'm just really proud of you just for how much you've uh, gone or i mean have uh you know made a name for yourself in zimbabwe and hopefully you know that reaches out of the country and worldwide eventually i mean i think your work is wonderful uh thank uh, you yeah and I, i'm a uh a lot of people are thinking about reading because they're stuck in their house so i mean hey that's a a good way it to works. it's a relatable book too because a lot of people are dealing with mental health so i mean you kind of hang it on the spot here but yeah yeah um i it just a really wonderful pleasure just talking to you and you, you know i want to hear 
creatives from all over the world even if my uh, our cells were kind of between texas and wisconsin i myself i'm very fascinated by the stories out there but i mean especially this now supporting careers of color and uh i mean you know i'm at a lot of my friends mean a lot to me so i that's my motivation but also i just like hearing the just things that i'm not even familiar with because i want to learn so much and i think your story is very fast or amazing uh, or at least you are and you know the, the stuff that you accomplished despite everything it's i mean yeah I've, our, Thank you. our countries we have cruddy leaders but i mean just think about the the work that you make and that people are reading your stories uh hopefully mm. there is some positive you know uh, outcome uh, despite everything that's happening because i mean that's that's something that i want to try to look for or even hope for everyone else uh but especially you but uh yeah i mean Another thing, I actually, before I even close this off, uh, I worked at a Starbucks, uh, in a, a college Starbucks, and it's, uh, I mean, I, it's a diverse Starbucks with uh, mostly uh, Latino and uh, black employees, but actually one of my uh -huh. first co-workers, she came from, okay, I don't have the name of it, but it's actually close to Zimbabwe. Uh, it's somewhere in, okay, the name is not on me, I'm sorry, maybe I'll, I don't, I don't want to. Is it in the southern region? Yeah, it's in the southern region, but she moved. So, it's, it's either South Africa, Mozambique, Botswana, Zambia, I think Tanzania. I think it's the other one, or is it, or, okay, I'm, I don't want to spend time trying to, like, because I could, I could just message <laughs> Although I, I haven't right. I haven't heard from her because she's also a nurse, so that's the thing is she's probably, you know, battling this in person. But she's a wonderful woman and great friend that that I have the pleasure of working with at Starbucks who came all the way from out of out of the country. And I I, just, I mean you know I I love everyone and I I want to be have that world where we're just all loving each other, not tearing each other apart. So that that's why I do this. But anyway. And, that, and that's, <laughs> I don't mean to kind of bend emotionally on here, but I mean, just, it's really wonderful listening to you. And I, I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, watch over your work and just support you as much as I can. But, you know, you're just under, wonderful. I mean, I don't need to go on about that. You already told. Thank you so much. Yeah. You, you already told people where to find you. Of course, I'll put the link to uh, the, your site to the description but this is on soundcloud.com and actually just this morning a uh, lady by uh, Merlin podcast she put me on her site pitch podcast so this will also be on there and hey. yeah so, so more platforms that's awesome Facebook Pondspress Instagram Pondspress at ChasePond64 is my Twitter and all that good stuff so I mean get better and hopefully you'll have a happy rest of the week i mean that's the most important thing but you're wonderful and i'll talk to you later thank you so much have thank a great you. day you too